We have gotten so many awesome messages from you about this podcast, so thank you. We're going to read some of those, including a couple that describe perfectly what our goal is with The Upside. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Callie looked at the notes that I had written down for today's show, and she says, I don't think we should talk about everything that happened yesterday when we launched the podcast. I think we should just do a normal show. And that's so ridiculous. <laughs> He's been telling me for the last hour how completely ridiculous I am because I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't, my anxiety is like through the roof right now. But we have to acknowledge the fact that the launch of the podcast exceeded all expectations. I mean, it's insane. And you know, what's really funny is that I don't even believe the numbers. Like the only number that I believe is when I see reviews and I think we just hit like 800 or something. That's the only number. Cause I'm like, I can see it in tangible form. So, okay. 800. Okay. I like that number. But you can also see the number of people who listen, how long they listen to the episodes. It's okay. But I don't have anything to compare it to. So I don't know. Like if we were talking about radio, like I just don't know, like, okay. Here's something to compare it to. Do you know how many people listened to our podcast the day before yesterday? Zero. <laughs> Jeff gave me this really... This is really, really bad analogy, and I can't even explain it. He thinks it's a good analogy, but he said something. I'm like, are you not scared at all? We were literally just, like, sitting on our couch. And I'm like, do you – are you not scared at all? He's like, what are you scared of? I'm like, failure. And he's like, Callie, if we – even if, like, he – some cake you, analogy? I don't know. What was the analogy? It was an omelet, okay, and it's a very good analogy because – we're going to dig into this here in a second, but Callie's got tremendous anxiety because we're seeing some success, which is so bizarre. But she's very anxious because it's doing, the podcast is doing well and the launch has been well received. So, what I said is look at it this way if we make an omelet and it comes out terrible, we're no worse off than we were the day before we made the omelet. We just don't have an omelet. But we're hungrier. Well, well then we have to eat something else. And, but and we, we do- can't pay our rent. And we don't have, <laughs> but we don't have an omelet. Is my point? Like, there's nothing. Like, we can't fail at this. You're saying there's no downside because we're if if this was the worst thing ever. The only thing that it took was a few ingredients and some time, and we're in the same place as we were two days ago. Yeah. It was not my best work. I do love good analogies. And Jeff usually has spot-on analogies. Like, I am a fan of his analogies because I'm like, oh, that's a great point. Um, But this one, I was like, wait, am I really – have I been up since 2 a.m. or does that make no sense whatsoever? It does – it it makes sense. I get what you're saying. You're saying it's not like – like if we do this and it doesn't work, then so what? It doesn't work. That's what you're saying. You're not saying that our whole life is going to go up in smoke. Everything's terrible. We'll never – we'll have to like move somewhere obscure and live in a hut in the middle of nowhere so no one – It's not like – if the the upside fails, we do 
don't die. You just don't <laughs> have the upside, right? Yeah, that's okay. true. So that's the upside of the upside. That's true. So we so last night I am up later than Callie because if I go to bed when she goes to bed, then I get up when she gets up, and there's it, that's just way too early. That's too it's, it's too early for so, anybody. So I always stay up. She goes to bed between seven and eight, and I always stay up until like ten or eleven or twelve. And so last night, I'm up and saw that the iTunes Top Shows or Apple Podcasts, as it's now called, the Apple Podcast Top Shows had our show, The Upside, at number nine. This is in the whole country, right? And I went in and woke up Callie. I was so excited. I was like, hey, 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 hey. And I poked her in the nose. And I'm like, get up, get up, get up. And I made her say her name three times because I wanted you to be awake enough to process it. And also, can we interject here that I was in like an ambient stupor? Like I take ambient at 6.30 every night. I lay down at 7.30. And anything that happens after that is like not, I'm like, Jeff's like, hey, remember what we talked about last night? I'm like, uh, you have no idea. So I was like, hey, 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 hey. And I got her to wake up and I told her that we were number nine and she was very excited and it was it was very cool. But then she had to go back to sleep. Don't even remember that. I mean, I barely, I remember being like, wait, what? And then I remember telling me to be like, oh my gosh. And then I remember falling back asleep, I think. So I sat up by myself and celebrated with like three beers, which is lame, but whatever. It's, you know, <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then this morning, we had moved up from nine to eight to seven. And I think as of right now, while we're recording this, we're at number six, which is mind-blowing. But at some point, Callie goes, do you think it's right? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I've been like, every time we move up in a rank, I've been sharing it on my stories. Because it's not us doing it. We've already recorded. It's down yeah, there. there's nothing. we. I mean, there's literally nothing we can do. My point was just like, I feel like someone at Apple might be screwing it up. Like, there's no way that we're number six. Like, that is crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. But, but we asked y'all to 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 go in and review us and subscribe, and you did, and tell your friends. And obviously, you are telling your friends and and still telling them because it's keep it's staying up up there. And I I had to say to Callie, I'm like brag about this because one, it's a way to thank everybody who's listening to this right now and subscribed and shared and all that. It's a way to say thank you. Like, look what y'all did. I think this- it's like thank you almost seems like too weak of a no, like no, no, we're not even at that point yet. We're I at the mean, we're and then Callie's like, well I don't want to publicize it because I think it's wrong. <laughs> like that's what Apple's known for. Mistakes. <laughs> You know, you can't trust anything those Apple people do. Yeah, right. I don't it's so surreal to me. Here's what I want to know from you though is you have launched many things in your career. Radio shows, comedy, you know, different different radio shows, different things. Does this feel different to you or does every launch of something new when you're kind of in this like realm of radio podcast whatever this is? Does it feel similar? Well, every single one is different. So, like, just working backwards in Atlanta, like, launching the show at Star 94.1 was exciting because it was the first show that I did that had my own name on it. Mm -hmm. So that felt, like, terrifying and 
the culmination of a lifetime work in radio. Like that was that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- the downfall of radio is, I mean, the, not the downfall, but the downside of radio is you have to wait at least 60 days to see the results of the first day of work. Cue the anxiety that, that Jeff had for two years. Right. Yeah. So every 30 days you get a report card, but that report card is based on work that you've done weeks ago. They- well, and the crazy thing about radio too, and this is just what I didn't know this until Star really, because we didn't pay as much attention um, before that, but the way that ratings are calculated, they're not going to every single person that has a radio on and saying, hey, what are you listening to right now? And get it's, it's a sample of people. So what we're seeing right now is real time, actually what people are doing. We're seeing how long people are listening. We're seeing that it's not a guess. Like It's not like, hey, here's what we think people were doing. It's like actually, hey, this person listened from their phone, from this kind of phone for this amount of time. Like that is crazy data. And you've never had access to that kind of data before. Well, I have, and I was that's what I was trying to explain. Oh, I'm sorry. So I did it again. Dang it. Okay. So so with that, it was that was one type of thing. And then the thing I remember before that, before the um the show, the Star 94 One show, was putting comedy shows on on sale. And those are really great because you can hit refresh and refresh and refresh and watch ticket sales mm-hmm. go up. And then you can adjust your marketing or your message to sell it out. And so that is very similar to this for the reasons you just explained, like, cause it's real time data. Yeah. And then starting the bird show so many years ago was so different because that was like a seed. Like there was nothing. The radio station didn't even exist. Q100 oh. didn't even exist. So no matter what level of success we had, it was still success. Because you were starting from zero. literally zero. Yeah. Right. So like every other radio station I've ever been to has a rating, and then your goal is to beat it when you come in and do mm-hmm. better than the people who were there before you. So this podcast project is kind of a blend for me between the comedy shows and the launch of the Burt Show back in 2001 because there was, like, there's no growth is, just puts us in the same spot as where we were before, right? right? It doesn't matter. But, like you said, we can log in every couple hours and watch the ripples get bigger and bigger and bigger, and that is a really cool thing. Yeah. Like, it's really really awesome. And then the perks, the bonuses of like seeing us on top 10 lists and all that is like, whoa, you know? Yeah. What's funny is if you're not familiar with podcasts, everybody's familiar with radio. Mm-hmm. Everybody's feel familiar with stand-up comedy shows. Like Callie works in TV. Everybody's familiar with TV. Everybody knows what HLN is and CNN and all the Turner properties. Like everybody knows those things. So... When I talk about starting a new radio show, people are like, oh my gosh, that's great. I'll have to tune in. Or I'm doing a comedy show. Oh, if I'm in town that weekend, I'll go. Or when Callie starts working for HLN or is doing a special project for Turner, people are like, oh, wow, that's so, they know what it is. Mm -hmm. If people don't know what podcasts are, they just kind of give you a, 
That's so nice. That's what's been really funny because people that listen to podcasts freak out. And it's so funny because a lot of my good friends and people in our lives still are not you know, into the podcast thing. So the reaction from people who don't listen to podcasts is like, "Mm." and it's kind of awkward because I'm like, no, 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 this is really cool. Like we're going to have our own show. And someone yesterday said to me, oh, what radio station? I'm like, no, it's not on a radio station. It's on a podcast. And they were like, oh, and this is, you know, these are the same people that when we said he was making the move to star, we're like, oh my gosh, biggest deal ever. And now we're like, hey, guess what the biggest deal ever is? And then it's like, oh, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, that, that that's going to be great. So like, where would you find that? This is totally unrelated, but are you keeping that sweater? Yeah, you don't like it? No, the tag's still on it. Oh yeah, I just like had not. Callie is notorious for not removing the tags from her stuff or things around the house. So, like, I think um, the the toilet paper holder in the master bathroom still has the thing on it, this, the, the cardboard thing from... Which is funny because we have... This is weird. And we I'll might be in, weird. And pillows. Like, and I'll pillows. fall asleep yeah. on the couch and then wake up with a crumpled up tag smashed in I my gotta face. I got to get better at that. It's, I, it's because usually I'm seeing like, oh, do I like this? Oh, do I not like this? And then I just forget. So like, I think outside I need to cut the tags off of those pillows because we've had them for a year and a half and I just have forgotten to take the like manufacturer tags, not the like what it costs tags, but and, like the manufacturer tags off. And yeah. Am I remembering correctly that your mom hates tags? Like does your mom cut the tags like off of towels and stuff? I don't know. I thought at one point your mom took like when when we had the lake house and we bought some new towels or something, I feel like your mom took them out of the dryer for us and then got scissors and cut every tag. Off the towels. I think what it was is that we were it ha, it was something new I think and she was like helping us wash the new stuff and then take the original tags off of stuff. All right. Well, going back to your anxiety. So why did you go to bed early last night? Why are you stressed? What are you concerned about now that this is the nervous part is over? Well, for me, it's just beginning. And I think that when, you know, when Jeff and I say anxiety, if you've never, um, if you don't know us very well, or you're tuning in to us and you're like, who are these people? We both have diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder. Like psychiatrists say, yes, you have this. And we're both, we both take medication for it. So it's something that we both struggle with. We also both go to therapy. So it's something that we each like you know, as individuals work really hard to conquer. But if you have anxiety, you know, it's debilitating. It doesn't discriminate. It's, it's, it is, you don't know. Sometimes you know when it's going to pop up. But I think for me yesterday, I was feeling so the positive was incredible. And I saw, I think we only had like one kind of negative thing and it wasn't, but that reminds me that I feel like I'm standing outside on our front lawn, totally naked, just waiting for people to stare at me. Like I feel so, I've never felt so vulnerable in my life. And maybe you just don't feel that way because you've done this so much in a public setting that it's like second nature to you. But to me, I'm like, 
cool. I'm just, I'm, I'm now just like here. Like I've seen the way that people talk to you guys from radio and I'm like scared to death. Like I have seen the stuff written about the other shows and about you since we were dating on chat room. I mean, not chat rooms, but like the comment section of online articles since, since like your last marriage. And that terrifies me. That part of it. I'm like, it makes my throat want to close up. But it's okay. Two things. One, those people don't matter, right? Because if they're anonymous on a message board, right, they don't, like, so be it. Like, to me, I can dismiss that. As as far as Jeff is concerned, those people literally don't exist. Like, they're, like... Well, they do for entertainment value. Like, they're funny. Like, I scrolled through... I sent out a, I have a couple mailing lists, you know, people who signed up and wanted to know about what, what I was doing next. But then, like my old comedy show mailing list, this morning, I, I sent an email to all of them saying, hey, I know I don't email you often, but here's an update on what I'm doing. It's not a comedy show, but it's, it's, you might be interested in this. Here's the link. And of course, people always unsubscribe from that mm-hmm. anytime you get them out, which I have no problem with, but I always scroll through to see the reasons. And one person's reason was I don't like Jeff. And that <laughs> made me laugh. But you also do not even remotely have people pleaser disease. And I 1000% do like, I like to be liked and I want people to like me, not from a like vanity perspective, but just because like, I don't like to, not ruffle the water. What's that? The to I don't like to make waves. Was that the right That's, thing? Yeah. Ruffle the water. <laughs> well, ruffle the water and make waves are technically the same Whatever, thing. Whatever. I, I don't think ruffle water is a thing. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. I and you don't care. You genuinely don't care. Like you like I don't care about people. I want people to listen to the radio show, right. or the podcast, and all that stuff. But I don't care about the outliers who are saying terrible things just to just but. Just, it makes me laugh. Yeah. It may be, and so I'm also fascinated by the fact that of all the comments we get, to me, I, I compute everything data-wise. So while you had anxiety about the likability, like I, for the first two, three hours after we put the, the podcast online and launched them and everything, I kept rechecking the feeds. I wanted to make sure links didn't break. I wanted to make sure that the, the plays were updating, that everything was working properly, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think my mind is just data. So if one person makes a negative comment and 800 people have commented, that's such a tiny percentage that I don't, but this is a bigger issue for me because I do this also. So I work at a corporation and we have annual reviews. So every year, and I don't even know if the Jeff has ever done this. Like, have you ever worked somewhere we, where you had reviews? Before the company merged, we had, uh, before the, the only place I've ever had it was before Star 941's parent company merged with CBS Radio we used to do an annual review. Okay, so you like sit down with your boss and you talk about what you've done this year. And the whole thing is like super formal and I have a cool boss, but like it's still really intimidating. And it's funny because I know- You're going to be, I'll tell you in a second what I did at my review and you're going to be so mad because oh I would gosh. do it every year and I know it's going to give you anxiety. It probably will. Um, But you go in for your review and you think- at least where I work, I think I know where I stand with my boss because we have a dialogue all year and I know kind of whatever. But 
I have had great reviews the past three years, and reviews are new to me because I used to work at a really small company. All right, hold on. And just for clarification, if you don't know, Callie works for HLN, and she is the talent assistant to um, the personalities who work on the morning show, Morning Express, Robin Mead, Bob Van Dillen, um, and Jen Westhoven. So- but none of them are your direct bosses. No, I have a different boss. So my because boss, I think everybody assumes that Robin no, is your boss. No, she's not my boss. You report to a whole Correct. different boss in a whole different department. It's a whole department. So, so I'm in a, yeah. So I meet with like my actual boss and he is really cool. And we sit down and talk and you know, it's like anybody's review and I've gotten great reviews, but there's one, I have had one negative piece of feedback in like three years, and I still think about that almost every single day. I wish I knew what it was because I would bring it up at the house about every other day to make her completely insecure about it. And he it. totally, totally would. Like whatever, whenever I say I am insecure about something, he it's all he talks about all the time just to like, you know, it's the, just to poke fun. It, well, I think it's, it's, it's the military. Like, I feel like my ears look really weird. And then for the next week, he's like, oh, is it because you have weird ears? Is it because of, is it because of that? I'm like, and but guess what? By the end of the week, you don't think about your ears anymore because you're thinking about how much you hate your husband. Jeff Dollar Self Confidence One Hundred and One. Yes, um, the what I used to do in my reviews that I know will drive you crazy is when you work in radio, you really only have two missions. You're either if you're in a radio building, right? Your job is either to help the station get ratings or help the station make money. Right. So when they would fill out the form and it would say, what, what are your goals for the next year? I would write, make more ratings, make more money. And then, they oh would, then it would say, how, how are you going to accomplish one of your goals? And then if I, I would write, if I get more ratings, you can sell commercials for more money. If, <laughs> if you need help, you know, and I would just, it was just to me, the job is very linear. Like it's, there, yeah. there's no. Well, and my job, like I don't even, I always wonder what other people put on there, what I'm going to accomplish this year. Because for me at the beginning of the year, what I think is going to happen in my year. I mean, I work in entertainment. Things change every single week. So I almost, I, I mean, my review, what I accomplished at the end of the year, I accomplished a lot, but like, it's nothing that I thought I was going to accomplish because things change so quickly. Like, is it really a thing that people are in jobs that they have one goal and then their goal by the end of the year is to accomplish that goal and then it's that well, straightforward? Well, I think if you're in a sales-driven goal. Well, but, but then you, you have if, a number. Like you, you're looking yeah. for a number there. But I mean, you know, how are you going to expand your role or what are you going to offer to your clients this year? Or like how is the starting point always the same as the ending point? Like I, it never has been for my goals. Like year. if I was a doctor, I would write less people die. Like that would be my goal, of course, and like, that's why you're not a doctor, <laughs> right? Um, if I was an eye doctor, it would be like sell more glasses. Like I'm just very linear with. Stuff, it doesn't need to I be like a two page. Correct. Here's how I'm going to sell glasses. It's like I hope I'm going to sell them. We've gotten so many awesome messages from y'all, like a ton, and they've been so fantastic. And I want to read one of them that I think completely nailed it when it came to the description of our show. Oh, good. I'm excited because I have one too. Okay. This is from uh, a friend of mine on Instagram named Kendra, and she had just listened to episode one, and she goes, episode one, done, and I'm here for it. 
This is going to fill a major need in my podcast repertoire between inspirational or informative and entertaining because I listen to a lot of self-help, life hacks, inspiration, business success, and how to make your life better podcasts. And I'm totally okay with that. But sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to hear somebody's story about how they manifested their dreams and blah, blah, blah today. But I'm also not in the mood for comedy or crime because that could just make you more depressed or paranoid. So boom, here comes the upside. Finding positivity with real people in real life. And then she asked me, did I get it right? I said, nailed it. I got one that was really awesome from Carol. And she sent me a message today of everything that had gone wrong in her morning. And then she said, all of this put me in a crappy mood right off the bat this morning. I got in the car and decided to check out y'all's podcast. And OMG, you made me force a change of mindset and start making this a good day. I'm thankful for uh, I'm thankful my daughter only has a small cold and nothing else. I'm thankful that the reason my husband drove my car last night is so he could fill it up with gas when he was out so I wouldn't have to. I'm thankful for the express lanes letting me cut down how late I could have been to work. I'm thankful for a job that keeps me on my toes where every day is different and thankful for the Starbucks in the building and cold brew. I couldn't have gotten to this headspace this morning without you two. You guys are great together on the podcast. Can't wait to keep listening and being inspired to do a little bit better every day. Awesome. Progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. That's what we preach. Can I read one more? Yeah, of course. Okay. I have one more that I wanted to read and I'm not going to say the name of this person because it's, it's really personal, but What she said was, I know you get a lot of messages, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you for being honest and understanding and for being human. Life has dealt some crappy hands lately, but you make it feel a little less confusing, I guess is the best way to say it. You just unpacked things so well. So I just wanted to say thank you. I know it doesn't seem like sometimes you are going very far, but just just know your struggles make me feel like... I'm not alone as well. Thank you for making me feel a little more normal. Part of what we want to do here is make a community, right? We want to, like we're calling it a movement. We don't really know how to describe it. It's like a thing. It's a movement. It's a project. But we want to create a community so that when you're feeling like she was feeling, you can come to this community and It's a safe space for you. It's a safe space for you. And, you know, it... Jeff and I talked about this a lot and I was like, I, we both, neither one of us wants to be someone that's like, we are the happiest, most amazing people ever. And we figured out the secret to life and here it is like, we are imperfect and we struggle every single day. And we just want to talk about imperfect struggling, but wanting to be better. Like the idea that you have to be, kindness has to be perfect all the time or that, um, you know, anything has to be perfect all the time is so exhausting, you know? And when, yeah, so yes. And we're not going to be the type of people who are preachy or whatever. We're just going to try to to find the upside in, in life just by telling stories. And, uh, and, and we have no other motivation than to do that. It's funny. Someone asked me, and I've gotten this question like peppered in. Um, and the question that's peppered in over the past couple of years is, are you guys doing this because you're religious? Like, I think everyone thinks that we're going to all of a sudden like have this party and then be like, Oh, by the way, like we're trying to convert you to something or whatever. Like 
I can pretty confidently say like we are not religious people and and I would say that we are spiritual people, but like religious people, we definitely are not. We don't we don't have a religion that we're I, like super involved in. But it's funny because people just assume, oh, they're talking about, you know, being kind and being positive. So like they must have an ulterior religious motive and truly there is not one. We don't have to go into this here because it's going to, it would get way too deep and, and we have to wrap it up here in a second. But like I, at the, at the core of ed, every religion and every spiritual centric organization is a being that represents love. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you're, what it, what your faith is it does it at the end of what you are looking at at the end of the tunnel is love and love manifests itself and just like kindness and positivity and all that so the the religion part of it is is it's a fair assumption what that we are like tied into some sort of like yeah, religious yeah, yeah. But, like but we're not it, yeah it's not doing that like I'm the person that Catholics hate because I show up for a Christmas Eve mass I'm the person who screws up the parking for y'all who are good 51 weeks out of a year but baby I don't think you've been in church in like God, 20 years <laughs> no I probably have not been to I used to be good about going on Christmas and Easter and I probably haven't been in half a dozen years to either. I think about it, and then somebody throws a Christmas Eve party, and I'm like, well. I'd rather drink. Eggnog. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Eggnog's disgusting. I hate eggnog. Yeah, why did you say that? That's like the weirdest thing. I have no idea. But okay. I will say about you, real quick, this is a Jeff Dollar thing, too, is that he doesn't even like eggnog, but if you say something that has like a holiday meaning, like he doesn't have to like it. He'll be like, oh, eggnog. Okay, let's do that. That sounds like fun. And then we get there and he's like, I hate eggnog, but I just thought it was cool because it's themed for, for Christmas. I'm I like, do, oh, okay. I do enjoy a good holiday. All right. Um, I do. I have decided on a goal for this, for the, for the podcast, for me personally. And I'm going to explain that here in one second. But, but uh, in order to hit that goal, we still need, even though we're doing really, really well, we still need to remind you to please, if you haven't done it yet, hit the subscribe button and listen, obviously, when the notifications come in. But tell your friends, and I think what we're learning, too, is if you have a friend who's not familiar with podcasts, show them. Yeah. Like take their phone and go, hey, here's where the podcasts are on your phone, and here's how you do it. We're on Spotify, so send us a message if you need the direct Spotify link or mm -hmm. just search us. Um, we're uh, on SoundCloud, and wherever you might listen, we have made ourselves available. But please, please, please keep spreading the word. Yes. Because I have a goal and I have a mission now, and I'm going to use this platform to get it to, to accomplish this. Okay. I, I've decided that I want a hedgehog, and they are currently <laughs> illegal in the state of Georgia. Okay. I I don't even know where to start with this. Where did you even see a hedgehog? Mr. Pokey on Instagram. I knew this was going to be an Instagram-related story. It's because Jeff's favorite pastime, not even kidding you, is sitting around watching Instagram videos. So I'm going to start doing the homework on why they're currently illegal in the state of Georgia. So where does Mr. Pickles live? Or what Mr. Did you say? Pokey is the guy. I don't <laughs> even know where he lives, but it's a hedgehog and he's so cute and he smiles and they have a top hat and a beret for him. And, and, <laughs> and he gets tons of Instagram likes. And I'm like, 
I want a hedgehog. So I looked into it, and Georgia is one of the states where they're illegal. So I can't get one. Are they dangerous? No. Do you even know what a hedgehog is? Yes. Or you just know what it looks like? You can pick it out of a lineup, but do you know what it is? It's a little fluffy porcupine. I don't think they're fluffy. Yes, they are. Go look at Mr. Pokey. (laughs) I think his name should be Mr. Pickles. So, Mr. Pokey. Okay, we'll name ours ours Mr. Pickles. Uh, No, I'm going to name him Sticks after the guy in Live PD. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've already got it all planned out. Barely you, Sticks. Oh, my gosh. The only thing I need to do is change the laws. So, that right there is why we need you to tell your friends about the podcast. Because I need a platform big enough that I can change lots. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Have you thought about what the dogs would do with the hedgehog? I haven't gotten that far yet. um, But I think... I think Lily and Sadie would understand it's a sibling and not a snack. I feel like it would ride Sadie. (laughs) Put a little saddle on the beagle. Because she wouldn't care. Lily would hate it, but Sadie would totally walk around our house with a saddle and a hedgehog on her back.